today we look back before the creation of man and ahead into the future. Interesting questions submitted about the fall of Satan and about humans judging angels. As the scriptures teach on these things, are they reliable to give us answers? Well, this is Considerate, where we're considering questions about life, theology, and the church. This is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions that regard life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider those questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit us at redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Consider It. As usual, let's just start right up top with the question that was submitted. Uh, We've got a good one, and there's a lot here today. So it says, My question is about the original sin before man. I realize the Bible doesn't speak too much about the fall of Satan. Are there other reliable historical books or biblically inspired books that speak to this subject? Um, What are your thoughts on the fall of Satan? I believe I remember reading that the church will help to judge angels. What is known about how the fall of Satan happened in heaven? So, yeah, uh, a few different things there kind of mixed up in in one big question. Um, And so today, uh, Blair and I, we're going to we're going to try to attack this question, give some, I guess, biblical insight as best as we can. That's right. Um, And I think I think the best part to start the, the the first thing that we should start with is that are there any historical books or biblically inspired books that that speak to this, this subject yeah there's there's a lot here uh, mm-hmm. this, this this is a uh, uh, load of we're looking back we're looking ahead and right. we're looking right now right, you know, right. like what uh, past present and future past present and future mm-hmm. and 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 i love even what's put in here because it does look what's the source of our authority right you know right um that's like what are our thoughts on this mm-hmm. um i mean i get why the question is phrased that way but it doesn't matter what you and i think yeah um our thoughts should point. be informed by what is true mm-hmm. and so what does the scripture teach on this and right. that's ultimately where our authority comes from that's the source mm-hmm. of our information um and should be the object of our belief um what the scripture says it's true it's reliable um and it reveals everything that we need to know yeah. about not just these issues about the fall of Satan and yeah. you know a future about judging the of angels and the future yeah yeah and how we are to live today and so um, are there other reliable historical books I mean if we're talking in the realm of commentaries well mm-hmm. yeah I mean there's um, you know we'll as we go in the show we'll answer these questions and 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 re- reference specific scripture verses and so yeah. are there good biblical reliable commentaries that may shed some light on this well you bet are there mm-hmm. are there other pastors or theologians that have written things uh, on these subjects yes and uh, if you want to contact us uh, you know at the show we can point you in the right direction for some of those um, you know biblically sound what we'd say theologically accurate yeah. uh, resources um but there's only one book. There's only exactly. one um, source that is inspired by God. Right. Second Timothy three is mm-hmm. very clear about this. All Scripture, 
the 66 books that we have in our Bibles uh, are breathed out or inspired by God. Those are uh, what we look to as our authority as the very words of God. And that has been affirmed uh, throughout the ages. God has seen fit to preserve mm-hmm. uh, those books and uh, um, and have been given to the church and uh, for the instruction and uh, teaching, correction, and training for God's people, mm-hmm. uh, really since they were penned. And so the right. Bible that you have in your hands, you can trust, right. um, especially the, our great translations like the ESV and NASB. Right, that are uh, more, more literal translations, that word, are, word for word. That are literal word for word translations. You can trust uh, the translating process. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you don't have to necessarily get uh, scared by the the critics that mm. talk about oh, there's errors or inconsistencies or that will make you worry about translations or all that. You can trust that God has, in His kindness and in His providence, He's uh, uh, sovereignly superseded uh, and guided not just the inspiration, the very writers, but even been a part of the process right. and the preservation yeah. uh, to God's word yeah, that we you, have today. Even even historically, uh, we know that. The, the text, the manuscripts of, of scripture um, in academia, even today, we, we know that they are, they are accurate and we know yeah. that they're reliable compared to all the other old texts that exist. So yeah. I think we have uh, more than enough evidence to be, to, to have assurance in this. And you make a great point, Blair, the word of God, the Bible is the inspired word of God. That is to say that it's his revelation to us. Yeah. Right. And, and as Christians, we believe that there is truth and it's, and it's given to us by God because he is true. Right. And so we need to be able to be confident and, and trust. This is an interesting point. We need to trust that the word has everything we need. Yeah. Right. And that's, I think even moving in into the question, we're going to see that, that doesn't necessarily mean everything, yeah. but it's what we need and it's what we need to live a biblical, I mean, to live a godly, a holy life right now to glorify God. That's right. Yeah. Right? Second Peter uh, says that God has given us or granted us everything that we need for life and godliness. Right. And, right. Uh, and so if we need to know it, God yeah. has given it to us or mm-hmm. revealed it to us and recorded it in the scriptures for yeah. us to uh, to you know, believe to live mm-hmm. our life upon and, uh, and, and he's given us everything, right. Everything that we could need. And, and so. as we dive into the question, we're going to see that, that, that doesn't mean he, God is giving us all his insight. Yeah. You know, he's not going to be able, we're not going to read the Bible, understand it perfectly, and then be able to explain all of humanity, all of right. history, how the earth came to be, why evil exists, why the devil exists. We're not, the Bible doesn't do that. That's right. not what it's for. Our yep. purpose is, and the purpose of creation has always been uh, to glorify God. Right. Um, right. We can't understand it. That's right. one of the things that we have to come to grips with is that we are finite human beings. Right. And to try to understand everything is one, impossible. To idolatry because we're trying to make ourselves God, right? And that's right. that's been the problem since the very beginning, mm. since humans came under the earth, and yeah. and even before that, as we yeah, get into uh, our yeah, question right. now, say, yeah, getting into that question, that's the fall the, of Satan, the fall of Satan. Why don't, yeah, why don't you tell us and it would be, what would be helpful for people? I think uh, would be where could we 
you know, jump to yep. uh, in, in, in the Bible that gives us a little bit of insight, a little bit of, of the history yep. of, of Satan. Yeah. So the question is actually right. The, the scripture doesn't speak uh, a ton right. about the event itself, mm-hmm. about, you know, this, uh, what, what, what the uh, asker says is the original sin before man. Probably not to be confused. I don't think they're asking like uh, what is commonly used as original sin, and that's Adam and Eve in the garden, but right. even before for that mm-hmm. at the fall of Satan. And so there's not a, a whole lot for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and so just our questioning, maybe we're, we're going to take it kind of in two parts here. We're going to talk about the fall of Satan. Yeah. And then there's this kind of like tag in here about uh, judging angels. And we're going to get to that in just a few minutes here. But uh, in regards to the fall of Satan, um, there's... Uh, really only three passages, two in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament. The one in the New Testament is just a phrase that Jesus uses when he says okay. he was there. This is uh, Luke 10, 18. Jesus was there uh, when Satan fell like lightning, he says. And uh, hmm. um, we'll, I'll read it for you in just a second. And then the other two are in the prophetic books in Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14. And they, those are prophecies against human kings of the day. In Ezekiel, there are prophecies against the kings of Tyre and Sidon, and in Isaiah 14, against the kings of Babylon. And so, there, there's obviously some, maybe, um, prophetic uh, warnings to those very kings there, but as I'll read in just a second, you'll get the sense that there's something behind here, that mm-hmm. the prophets, Ezekiel and Isaiah, aren't just speaking directly to mere human rulers, yeah. but the the nature of his language and what he's referring to is really the demonic force behind these human rulers. Right. And so, in the warning there, the and in their in those writings, the the prophets are 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 really actually looking looking backwards at uh, at these bad bad dudes here so here this this is uh ezekiel 28 just want to i'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing but would encourage you to do so uh in your own time um this is he's speaking to the the prince of tyre which is uh you know a a, a city that was there in the in in the region around uh israel okay um, in, in that day, you can actually um, go and you can visit the, the historical side of that even today. But the word of the Lord came to me, says Ezekiel 28, son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, thus says the Lord, because your heart is proud and you have said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of gods in the heart uh, of the seas, yet you are but a man and no God though you make your heart like the heart of God. And so there's like, you can kind of see the overlapping here. He's speaking specifically to a man, but you can see the pride of this ruler that has set himself up to be a deity, to be a little G God. He says, you are indeed wiser than Daniel. No secret is hidden from you. So now he's starting to get a little bit uh, uh, like, yeah. wait, is this, this isn't necessarily speaking to maybe a human person. It says, by your wisdom and understanding, you have made wealth for yourself. You have gathered gold and silver into your treasuries. By your great wisdom in the trade, and you've increased your wealth, your heart has become proud in your wealth. Therefore, thus says the Lord, you, because you make your heart like the heart of a God, therefore, behold, I will bring foreigners upon you and uh, the most ruthless of the nations, and they shall draw their swords. And he goes on to talk about their destruction. 
um, and 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 how they will he's going to be brought to ruin. He goes on then, this is verse 11, same chapter, Ezekiel 28. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, raise a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord, you were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. Hmm. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, emerald, and carbuncle, and crafted in gold were your settings and your engravings. Now he's definitely made the jump. He's not just speaking here to the prince of of Tyre. He's he's talking about in the garden. He's going back to the garden. And and if you go back and read even in Genesis 2, how he's talking about these stones, Mm -hmm. you'll see that there in Genesis 2 as he's uh, describing this. He says, you were an anointed guardian cherub. I placed you. You were on the holy mountain of God in the midst of the stones of fire you walked. You were blameless in your ways until the day you were created. And then here's the kicker. This is verse 15. Uh, Until unrighteousness was found in you. Hmm. He's saying you were there. You know, Satan was a, was a created angel. Mm-hmm. Some say he was even the worship leader yeah. of all the heavenly yeah, hosts. And he's described as perfect. Yeah. Like that's, whoa, he's right. perfect. He's here. Until, Ezekiel twenty-eight fifteen, unrighteousness was found in you. Hmm. And that, that word is key for us, for right. our understanding here. This wasn't something outside that happened to him. Right. This is something internal, a sinful bent turned in him, mm-hmm. where he was perfect, and now unrighteousness is found in uh, in this in guy, yeah. in this angel. And he then, uh, it, it goes on to say, your heart, this verse 17, your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. So I cast you to the ground. I exposed you before kings to feast their eyes upon you. Yeah, so he gets this. There's like literally like the fall of Satan, right? Like God is like now his this sin, his unrighteousness is found out. His wisdom is corrupted, and so now God has cast him out of heaven, cast him away. One, and it's interesting because the passage is is kind of warn as it's telling us you know the history and what's happening he's he's warning us against the pride yeah. of trying to be uh, like god and wanting to be god and we see we see what the the consequences are right well the consequence and that's i mean that's really no different that's where it has originated and yeah, with now the king. he and now with this yeah and it's infected really everyone since then right Here's a, here's just a lamentation in Isaiah 14. He says, How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. Hmm. I will set my throne on high. You hear the pride yeah. in that? I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Yeah. Woo. Verse 15, but you are brought down to Sheol in the far reaches of the pit. And so wow. God casts him out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we know from Revelation that he's God has designed the lake of fire, the pit for uh, Satan and then his enemies. And so, um, 
So there was, there yeah. we are. And uh, that's that's kind of describing the events of it. You know, Jesus, I, I, I referenced this earlier, I just want to read it. Jesus has, is saying this in, uh, in Luke 10, uh, verse... Um, uh, really beginning in verse 17, um, the 72 return. This is Jesus. He sent them out. They come back. They returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus, you know, he, he responds back. I love it. He said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I was there. I saw him fall. He says, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, but this, but that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Mm. You know, the point being, rejoice in God, not your gifts. Right. You know, don't, uh, don't, that, that those things are minimal. He's saying, I, I was there when Satan fell, so like, I... I'm, I, I've, I've been around a lot longer, you know, I have more authority. Well, and, and we see there, there's not a whole lot, like there's not um, a whole bunch to, to, to glean off of. And I think that it's, it's reasonable to then assume that there's, it's not a, a huge point or there's not a whole lot for us to like hinge our faith on rather than it's, it's, as we saw in the Old Testament, these are warnings against this hubris, this pride of wanting to be like God and wanting yeah. to be uh, even better than God, yeah. which, man, we look around and we see, you know, just with wealth and fame and our society champions that, you know, wanting to be the best, wanting to be yeah. um, having your own kingdom. And right. we see that Satan started as this great, powerful angel, yeah. beautiful angel, and, and wants to then then thinks he can be greater than than the most high and and he is sent down and he, yeah and he's sent down yeah. so that's that's you know as the question reads it's like the original sin that happened and it and it's from satan from there when right. that unrighteousness was found in him this mm-hmm. event that's explained that then is spread through angels yeah. revelation 12 tells us that oh one third of all the heavenly hosts uh, were taken with him and then into humanity. Yeah. Um, obviously, from Genesis three, when we see Adam and Eve sin, the serpent or Satan deceives them, and that as Adam and Eve being really Adam as our representative, as Re- Romans five talks about. Now that sin, that unrighteousness, has infected every human being who's been born to this earth. Yeah. You know, everyone is is affected with this unrighteousness, and so yeah. so we see. And here's really why we're, we we see the event, but we're not necessarily we're not told, told the why, the why, mm-hmm. nor the how, right? Just that it happened, yeah. And and we see the effect of this event, mm-hmm. and so you know, I I can see kind of the the tendency to want to go back to the cause right, to figure it out. If we could just go back to the cause, then mm-hmm. we can then then maybe we can avoid this situation. Yeah. We can get out of this <laughs> sinful, unrighteous right. mess that we're mm-hmm. in. And and yet in God's infinite wisdom, that's actually not the solution to getting ourselves out of the mess. Right. Right. The solution is actually looking ahead to a different event. Right. And in our case, in our vantage point, kind of in the chronological, you know, yeah. timeline of human the drama history of, of redemption is we look to the cross. Right. And that's God's plan. Yep. Always has been. The cross wasn't like a plan B, like Oh no, mm-hmm. Satan! You know, like this happened, and people were like, "Oh no!" You know, 
Right. No, it's always been God's redemption plan. Yeah, I have a a few interesting, in in hearing you talk, uh, some interesting points. I think the first one is when we we start at Genesis 1 and we get the account of how everything comes to be, we get to the garden and we see there's already evil in in the garden because of of, uh, the serpent, right, who is Satan. And, And I think... The the mistake we can we can go down is thinking that there's this duality of, of power, you know, the good mm. and evil. Yeah. And yeah. I think people, you know, a lot of uh, people think that you know it's it's a battle between good and evil. Right. You know, history the the stage is set, right? The the plot is set, and there's right. good, you know, God in heaven, and there's you know man who are these like see what's going to happen and then we have evil yeah and so it's it's easy to think well okay they're going to battle it out see what happens um but that's not the truth you right. know we know that that god ordained everything he everything happened by his hand creation was he spoke it into existence he sustains it which yeah. leads us to our next point i think which is God has been sovereign forever. Amen. You know, like you were saying, the the cross, re- the plan of redemption was not reactionary. Yeah. But it has been the plan to yeah. to achieve His glory. Which you know, we get into the point of well, what is the point of everything? It's to glorify God. None of this, at no point in time, you know, even before history, this fall of Satan, is God confused? Is He, you know, based on what we know the Bible to describe about God, He is all knowing. He is all powerful. Um, he is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens outside of him. And so, like you're saying, we reach this this kind of ceiling of, of of our own humanity where this did not surprise God, and yet it happened. Yep. We don't know why. Yeah, yeah. We're and, not we're not given there. It's it's right. one of those uh, secret things mm-hmm. that belong to the Lord. Yeah. It's uh it's not in that need to know information category, right. and uh, and yet we see the effects. Mm-hmm. We see the reality of it. Exactly. We can ultimately even in Satan see the epitome of evil. Right. And right. when we realize that, when we when we when we just embrace the mm. the existence of evil and just how bad it can be. When we pair that up with the grace and mercy, the forgiveness of God, mm-hmm. it actually makes makes God so, so much, much more, more glorious. glorious. Yeah, absolutely. And it should fuel yeah. our worship mm-hmm. and cause us to look at just how great He is in the grand scheme of things, right. how majestic He is in all the earth and absolutely. overall creation. When we when we realize this, and 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 you're right, it's not just like good and evil aren't like yin and yang. Right. It's not like it's the not. force, like we have the light or the good <laughs> yeah, side yeah. and the dark side. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not like they're not you know two sh- equally strong guys yeah. duking it out and who's going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't like you know the the Super Bowl with two powerhouse teams that have come from both sides. No, no, mm-hmm. the outcome is it's all already yeah. already been laid out. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. And, and God in His infinite just unfolding. It's just unfolding. God in His infinite wisdom is uh, is making this uh, is is unfolding things at exactly the right pace and for exactly the right purposes for His maximum glory and our Absolutely. good. Yeah, and so we can we can rest in that. We don't have mm-hmm. to worry uh, about it. We don't have to necessarily. I mean, can we think about it? Should we search the scriptures? Should we think deeply right. ab- about this event? Yeah, it doesn't mean we just stick our head in the sand. We're try to be ignorant. We don't you know think philosophically about this. Um, and yet, there may be other places to uh, d- 
divert the bulk of our attention and right. our study and uh, and not miss the point mm. of what's happening um in uh you know or what happened there and then how that is playing itself out and how it's having an effect in our world today right and you you made a good point and i like that you connected it to worship because that's what we were designed to do we're designed to to look at god's glory and ascribe glory to him and to worship him and the mistake that sometimes we can make that the little trap we can get caught up into is this learning and trying to figure things out and trying to almost even play god and say well why did everything happen where did you know even sometimes even uh very dangerous places we can get to is hold god accountable for what he did which is uh, an even more dangerous place but rather we should study and try to answer these questions to fuel our worship because if we're not fueling our worship then all we're doing is 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 this knowledge that puffs up, yep. you know, which leads to arrogance, which as we as we see that warning <laughs> is is literally what happened. Right. Uh, this arrogance. And so I think it's a great point you make. Our our studying scripture should be to learn more about God to be able to worship him uh, even more. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Never to be like, hey, look at how smart right. I am you know, and all I can try to answer the questions of of, of these big philosophical questions that people want to know. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, right. It's uh, this is where we're at, you know. So to be clear, God's not the author of sin. Mm-hmm. God didn't create sin. Uh, Satan initiated it. It was found in His heart, and God, uh, since then, has been using it for His sovereign purposes uh, to uh, redeem a people for His own possession. And uh, we, you know, who are saved, who love that, uh, walk in that, and see the just the glorious nature of Christ. And so, right. Um, and that's the big. That's that's the more the profound. Exactly. Thing. Not that, that, and that's why really it's just minimized in the scripture because it, it, it's not important. It's not important. Right. What's more important is that we know the Lord mm. and the joy of, of following Him, and we see the beauty of Christ and God's redemption plan, even despite uh, these uh, these evil uh, details. And so, right. So, so the, hope that's helpful, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That it kind of gives us an idea, gives us a little bit of history, but understanding that the the point is not Satan, obviously, right. or, or his. It's not about his origin story, you right. know what I mean? The, yeah. the the word is is unfolding the drama and and the beautiful story of redemption right. that God has always had in store. He's That's always right. had this plan, and it's for His glory and our good. That's right, uh, Amen. And, and we love that, and we we trust that. That's right. Maybe when we're in heaven, yeah, we'll we uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll be able to fathom just a little bit more of what happened there. And so, yeah. But speaking of heaven, that uh, takes yeah. us to the next part of our yeah, question. Let, let's jump into. Uh, uh, the the question that was submitted, you know, there's that part that says um, he remembers or she remembers um, reading that the church will help to judge angels. That's right. That was like a nice little like yeah, slide threw, in there yeah, about us. Like I, I, I remember there. reading this that the church will help to judge angels, and right. so that's that's great. Um, I'm not I'm not poking fun at that, but it's uh, yeah, just kind of like slide this big like. Yeah. Poof, yeah. While we're uh, up there. Yeah. And, while and while we're with questions that. That's right. Yeah. While we're philosophizing about uh, you know things in eternity, one direction or another, let's let's talk about church judging angels and so. Right. Um, so it does 
the scripture does just kind of drop this little nugget in there. Mm-hmm. In uh, 1 Corinthians 6, the apostle Paul uh, talks about us judging angels. So now we're looking, you have to kind of shift gears. We've just been talking about in the past and what's happened before uh, the foundation of the world, but now we're kind of moving ahead right. really uh, to a period um, most uh, common known the Bible calls uh, the period of the millennium. Mm. Uh, when when I think this was will uh, uh, will take place, but but even that it's it's kind of piecing together what the scripture teaches, and so where it's specifically mentioned is interestingly enough, First Corinthians six one through three is the context, uh, but it's in the it's in a passage where Paul is teaching uh, a church about taking other believers to court. He's saying that believers shouldn't sue one another. Okay. That's that's the context of the teaching. And so here are these I just want to read the the first few verses. He says this first Corinthians six, verse one. When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? And so the the what 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 Paul's really getting at here is he's saying, hey, y'all, we have such a position that uh, Christ is, is who is the judge, right. Christ who will uh, judge angels. He's given us a, that uh, responsibility and really a great privilege to yeah. rule with him. These are all, like John 5 talks where Jesus is the judge and where Jesus will judge fallen angels in 2 Peter 2, 4 and, and Jude 6. And then we're told that we will judge with him. We see this in Revelation 3. 321, 2 Timothy 2.12, just places that we will rule with him in that regard. And so, what Paul's saying, we're going to be out there. We're, we we have like this great privilege. And now, it's kind of this argument from the greater to the lesser. Yeah. He's like, now, if you who are believers by the grace of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the instruction of, of God's word, surely you can work out offenses against one another. Right. Like, why Why would we go to an unbelieving judge hmm. or before a court of jurors who don't know the Lord, who don't share the same biblical standards, the same biblical values that yeah. we do? Um, why Why would we go before uh, a, a court and, and, a, and let them determine the outcome of a dispute between two brothers mm-hmm. and or, or two sisters or a brother and a sister who share the same faith. Right. Shouldn't we shouldn't we be willing to who follow Christ to just lay down our offenses, mm-hmm. to love one another and to delight in being wronged by the other person uh, for the sake of Christ. Right. And so we have a different standard than just exacting worldly justice based on uh, you know secular laws or mm. the prevailing moral kind of winds of that day. Yeah. Well, first, firstly, I think it's it's you make a you, you did the right thing, and I think this is something that we should all do when we when we're studying scripture is context, right? Yep. Jumping jumping into a passage and just grabbing a statement and running with it is is nope. not the way to be studying scripture and as we see in this one we see that paul is telling us we have uh, the greater judge right yep. and we have um instructions and and you know the word has taught us how to live a holy and and god honoring 
um, lives. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we should be able to settle our disputes and deal with conflict with love and grace and truth with one another. Yeah. Um, and it's again an interesting uh, these both of these two topics. They're kind of the they're side topics, not necessarily yep. like the point of the passages. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, they're just kind of put out there. Right. You know, this is really the only when regarding humans judging angels. It's yeah. the only real kind of thing. You know, we can kind of see it. You know, as I threw out kind of various scriptures, we're just told that it's going to happen. Yeah. But no details, mm. really. Yeah. Um, just just kind of. Various things. In the same way that, you know, we'd look to the past, we'd say, this did happen, but we don't know all the details of why and how. Right. And so, God has given us exactly what we need to know. He's given us the, you know, the the uh, the details that are important for us to understand. Right. But then they're also in the greater context of Christian living and the biblical principles in which we are to live our lives in a God-honoring way. Yeah. Yeah, and so these, uh, these really interesting topics that I think, uh, you know, maybe aren't always talked about. And I think, like we were saying, it's it's an okay, it's a it's even a good thing to be able to think about these these things and, and try to reason through them, yeah. but never never at the expense of, of worship and, yeah. and learning to love Christ more and study His Word to know Him better yeah. and, and to increase our worship and to then love uh, the church That's and, right. and outpour into that. Um, it's easy sometimes to get into those philosophical debates and, yep. and get sidetracked from the true point, which is is knowing uh, knowing Christ, right? And, and He's revealed Himself perfectly through Scripture. We we have that advantage over the rest of Christian humanity in their history that we have the full revelation of everything that God has wanted to to give to humanity. We have it in yep. in the Word, right? Yeah. And so we should be on fire trying to dig through it and see yep. what, what he has to tell us about himself. That's right. And it gets us excited, especially in this way, for the, the future. Right. We don't know what it's mm-hmm. going to be like. Like we, our, I don't know that our brains can even fully fathom um, what uh, what that would look like. Right. Like, okay, are we all going to be sitting before, like, you know, a, a tribunal? Are we going to be, <laughs> you know, judging the angels, you know, fallen angels in particular, like standing witness yeah. at, the, at God's judgment mm-hmm. of them? It, when uh, that, yep, they tormented me. Yep, I. You know, is that, are we going to bear witness against that to, for their, you know, right and just judgment and casting them into like a fire, or are we? Uh, yeah, you know, we we just don't know. Right. But it does kind of get me excited. Yeah. For mm-hmm. the return of Christ and w- how all those things and just mm-hmm. how our every sense that we have is just going to be so blown. Mm. From and we're our side, be, to everything, and we're going to be in a place where sin is no more, yeah. evil, evil is no more. Yeah. We're going to be a place where where tears are no more, where suffering yeah. is no more, sickness is is doesn't exist. And so, like you're saying, it's that gone. that is it, it, that is exciting. That should create such joy in in anticipating. Right. when Christ is gonna gonna return, right? And that's where, like we said, we to to figure out like, okay, how do we we live in this unrighteous world? Well, mm-hmm. we can also look ahead, like we look right. to the cross mm-hmm. and Christ's victory there uh, to to defeat sin and death. But then we also like look right. ahead to their coming to, to Christ, to the return. and that is that's where we should keep our eyes on right. and uh, study it there. But allow as we study the scriptures and we trust the scriptures and the revelation that we have. To to then point us uh, to Jesus and uh, in His infinite worth and uh, our uh, our glorious uh, expectation of His really imminent return.
Well, thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. To learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support and listening, and we hope that you'll join us next week as we consider it.